here in House of Destiny uh, in Boiling Springs, South Carolina. Amen. So we're thankful and we're grateful that you're listening uh, uh, through iTunes and you are listening streaming live. We like to say the popularity uh, on the iTunes has really um, uh, escalated. I mean, there's a lot of listeners. Uh, we have it represents bars and it shows the bars are completely filled, and and they have thousands of people that are listening. So uh, if we can get a percentage of those listeners and God's words going out, that's awesome. Amen. That means the gospel is going forth, and we're we're thankful and we're grateful for that. We thank and praise God once again too for our church in Liberia, House of Destiny International, with Pastor Lawrence. Uh, who are celebrating their anniversary today, um, and we are thankful for them abroad. Amen. So we're going to invite your attention to go with us to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter number 4. Jeremiah chapter number 4. We are going to continue, and I don't know if this is going to be the last series in this particular lesson, uh, but we're going to continue and looking at the different mysteries and the hidden uh, mysteries and revelations that's in the Word of God. Amen. So we're excited this morning. We've been learning and uh, we've been finding some things. We've been di- discovering some things that uh, uh, that have been hidden to us. Uh, but today we we want to look at the, some some hidden mysteries that's in the that's in coming in time. The hidden mysteries of the coming in time. And we're going to start with Jeremiah chapter number four. And I'm going to read verse number 23 before we enter into our text. Uh, Verse 23 in Jeremiah chapter number 4. Verse 23 says, and this is a revelation that Jeremiah has been given. Uh, He says, I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void. Sounds like verse number 2 in Genesis chapter number 1. And the heavens, and they had no light. Verse 24 says, I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. I beheld, and lo, there was what? No man. And all the birds of the heavens were fled. I beheld, and lo, the fruitful place was a what? Wilderness. And all the cities thereof was broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. Father, we thank you now. We bless your name. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you would just once again take, take us on a journey with you, Lord. Take us uh, uh, deep down into the word of, of your word and into revelation knowledge, Lord God. And speak to us, Father God, and, and reveal those hidden mysteries that are in your word. And, Father God, we ask now that you hide me behind the cross. We pray, Father God, let not me be seen. But we pray, Father God, for every hearer, Lord God, that they will hear your word and they will keep it and keep it as a treasure that's hidden in their hearts and in their spirits and God we thank you for it now and God we give you praise we give you glory for God you are king of kings and lords of lords this we ask in your son Jesus name amen and amen and amen now we have started a a series uh, dealing with Genesis uh, chapter number one and we talked about uh, some things in regarding last week in Genesis chapter 1 that was something going on between verses 1 and verse number 2. We found out that, that in the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter number 14, verse 17, that when, when God tells uh, Lucifer that he was going to cast him uh, uh, to, down to the pits of hell, it talks about how he brought forth his darkness and, and the earth was a wilderness. And so today we want to look at, and see, that was in the beginning. There were many things that happened in the beginning. Um, there was the, the, the seeds of, of, of Cain and the seeds of Lucifer and, 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 and how uh, he was impregnated and, and all the things that dealt with the beginning. So now there's a mystery here also when it begins talking about the end time. I discovered some things this week, praise be to God, and I'm like, wow. Oh, God. Amen. Amen. Now, look at uh, Jeremiah chapter number 4, when it talks about, uh, I beheld the earth, 
and lo, it is without form and void. And we already talked about uh, how it was a, a waste. It was a desert place. It was, it was a wilderness. So there was something that happened before there was to let there be light. Amen. And it goes and it talks about and said they had no light. So that means there was darkness there. And verse 24 says, I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. Then he says, I beheld, and lo, there was no what? There was no man. So that meant Adam was not there then. Amen. So then he goes on and says, and all the birds of the heavens were fled. And verse 26 says, I beheld, and lo, what kind of place? The fruitful place was what? A wilderness. So there was a change there when Lucifer fell upon the earth, and then it became a, a wilderness. Because, see, the word farm, we remember now, is it means it's a wilderness, and the word bird means it's a place of ruins or a place of emptiness. And then it goes on to say that, in verse 26, he says, uh, I beheld, and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness, and all the cities thereof was broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. That meant God got angry. Whatever he saw, it made him angry. Amen? It, it upset him. And then verse number 27 says, For thus hath the Lord said, The whole land shall be desolate. Uh, yet will I not make a full end. Now, let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 24. Isaiah chapter number 24. We're going to walk around in the scriptures this morning. Isaiah 24. We're going to be talking about, <clears throat> talking about the, the hidden mysteries of the end time. Isaiah chapter number 24. Because we're going still uh, uh, um, painting that picture to get it in our minds how the condition of the earth was, and then what also God is revealing. Okay, Jeremiah uh, uh, chapter four dealt with what happened with Genesis uh, chapter one verses one and two. Now uh, Isaiah chapter number twenty-four, beginning reading at verse number nineteen, it says, "The earth is utterly broken down." The earth is clean, what? Dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. Verse 20 says, The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunken. Mm, sound like it's out of control. And shall be removed like a cottage. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it. And it shall do what? Fall, and then it says, and not rise again. So, so that 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 part there, in between, in between verse one and two, it it, it, it goes away. It's, it's not there anymore. It will not rise again. Now, let's look at verse twenty-one. Verse twenty-one says, and it shall come to pass in that day. It shall come to pass in that day. Well, what day are we talking about now? That the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones, talking about these fallen angels, that are on high, and the kings of the earth upon the earth. So there's something else is happening here. Because now we're talking about a different, a different time frame. He says in that day. Okay? Now we're going to establish what that day is. Now verse number 22 says, And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered uh, in the pit, and shall be shut up in the prison, and after many days they shall be visited. Now watch verse number 23. 23 says, Then the moon shall be confounded, and the sun ashamed, when the Lord of hosts shall ring in Mount Zion, and in Jerusalem, and before his ancients gloriously. Now, when we're talking about the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed, now we're talking about the second coming of Christ. 
So, so you see, there are hidden mysteries now. See, there were some things that God revealed to us about the beginning. But before the second coming of Christ, we're going to see some other transformations. Some other things is going to change. Amen? But we're going to learn it through the Scripture, okay? Now, let's go to the book of Joel, chapter number 2. Because it's talking about the condition of the moon and the sun. Joel, chapter number 2. Give us a time to find it. Joel, chapter number 2. And we're going to look at verse number 30. <clears throat> Joel chapter number 2. Give us a, a moment to get there. Uh, Joel is right before the book of Amos. And is right before, the, uh, right before, Amos is after Joel. Um, Joel is uh, after Hosea. You got Hosea, Joel, and then the book of Amos. Joel, okay. If you if you come across the book of Daniel, you, you you're in the right direct you're going in the right direction. Amen. Joel, Joel chapter number two. Joel chapter number two. And are we there? All right. Now going with verse number thirty. Verse thirty says. Now prior to this, God here uh, Joel is talking about how God was going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, and He talks about how the sons and the, and the daughters shall prophesy. And how the, uh, the, uh, the old men will dream dreams and the young men will see visions. Now, when we come down to it and, and says, uh, verse 30, he says, And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillows of smoke. Okay? He's going to show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. He's talking about, he's going to see blood and fire. You know, with the, the first, when we talk about the, uh, um, the, the earth that's, that came after the fallen angels, the one that Adam was in, we know that it was flooded, okay? And, and, and we, we may, I don't know what the Lord will do, but we're going to talk about some of those giants. Not sure that's what he's going to have us to do, but, but we know that that particular earth was flooded, okay? We knew it was flooded out, okay? Now, verse number 31 says, The sun shall be turned into what? Darkness. And the moon into blood before the great and what? Terrible day of the Lord. Terrible day of the Lord come. So that means it's a coming, something is coming. Okay? It's talking about how the sun is going to be turned into darkness. Talking about how the moon is going to be uh, turned into blood. And it, and it says it's, a, it's going to be a great and a terrible day. And then verse 32 says, And it shall what? Come to pass. But whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So there's hope. In other words, if we're living right, and we're in with God when that time comes. If we're calling on the Lord, amen, then the Bible says we're going to be delivered, okay? Now, but all these things have to be transpired. It says, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Now, as we're dealing with the, the conditions of the earth, now let's go to Isaiah chapter number 13. Isaiah, because we want to build a foundation so we can see what God is saying here. We're talking about the hidden mysteries of the end time. The hidden mysteries of the end time. Isaiah chapter number 13. Amen? Because before, before the Lord comes, before that, that, that second coming of Christ, we are going to see the same thing that basically happened in Genesis chapter number 1 between verses 1 and 2. Amen? All right, now, we're going to follow scriptures, and scriptures will, will, will uh, uh, prove itself, because line upon line, precept upon precept. Now, Isaiah chapter number 13, are we there? All right, now, let's see. Reading at verse number 9, reading at verse number 9, it says, Behold, the day of the Lord, what is it doing? Cometh. It says, Cruel. Both with wrath and fierce anger. That's going to be, that word wrath there in the Hebrew means there's going to be an outburst of passion as well as there's going to be some anger. Okay? See, that's why when we begin to call out to the Lord, He has passion on us. Amen? And so during that time, there's going to be an outburst of passion as well as anger. Then it says, to lay the land desolate 
and and he shall destroy thus what sinners thereof out of it. In other words, God says, uh, uh, when it comes down Him bringing forth that that outburst of passion, that anger, He says the land is going to be desolate. In other words, the land is going to be destitute. It's going to be, and the word uh, uh, desolate, desolate also means to be deprived of inhabitants. In other words, nobody's going to be there. It's going to be deprived of inhabitants. It's going to be a wilderness, and it's going to be laid waste. I mean, and God is going to do this in, in the coming time, okay? Then it goes on to say in verse number 10, he says, For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. So that means it's going to be dark, okay? It's going to be dark. It says, the sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Can you imagine the sun not shining in what we call day, and the moon is not shining what we call night? It's not going to give us light. Well, when, when God called forth for, for the, for, let's go to Genesis chapter 1. I didn't mean to do this, but let's go to Genesis. Keep your place right there in the book of Isaiah. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, very first book in the Bible. Okay? Genesis chapter number 1. Okay? Because we're going to see about the, the, the uh, direction that God had given unto the uh, uh, elements of the earth. Amen? So Genesis chapter number 1, uh, verse number 16 says, And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light where? Up on the earth. And verse 18 says, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. So God had said it in the beginning so that these two great lights, which is the sun and the moon, and how they were going to rule. Uh, but there's something happens. Here, when we're going back to Isaiah chapter number 13, what happens is that right before the coming of the Lord, the, the light will, uh, the sun will not give us light, nor will the moon give us light at all. If the whole world will be dark again. Amen. You remember in Genesis chapter number 1? Verse number two, it talked about how it was, it was dark, it was uh, um, without form and without board. In other words, darkness was everywhere. So once again, when it comes down to the end time, before the end time, we are going to see the exact same thing. Amen? What, again, again, before the coming of the Lord. Now verse number 11 says, what, you see what God said he's going to do? Verse number nine, the latter part of number nine. He says this, and he shall destroy who? The sinners thereof out of it. That means he's going to remove the sinners. Amen. Uh, that's why we have to make sure we write with the Lord. Amen. 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 Now, verse number 10 talks about, for the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened, and it's going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Then he says, I will punish the world for what? For their what? Evil. Y'all got verse number 11? Uh, chapter number 13 in the book of Isaiah. He says in verse 11, talking, God is speaking. He said, and I will punish the world for their evil. Well, that's the same thing he did in Genesis. He, he, those fallen angels came. I mean, they, and it talks about being a fruitful place. God sent forth some punishment. Then when, in, when he created, uh, uh, when he said, let there be light, when he said, let there be light, uh, then what happened was, the reason why I'm smiling, my, I'm, my, my husband's trying to tell me to slow down, because I'm excited, amen. I'm excited about this word, amen. So what's happening then, uh, when, he, when, the, when evil, and we talked about Genesis chapter number 6, you know how the angels had taken on the daughters, or, or the, the wives of, of men, how they came together, those fallen angels. And God was upset. It made God angry that he even created man. So then, you know, he tells Noah to build his ark, okay? Then the flood comes, and he destroys them except for eight people. Amen? Hey, is that amazing? I mean, out of all that creation, God will wipe out everything. I mean, he, he would send that flood in. 
So he says, now once again, he said, and I will. Will means I will. Will is a promise. You know, he said, I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. Iniquity meaning sin. And I will cause the arrogancy, arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Now, let's go to the book of uh, St. Matthew because, see, God is saying, I, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. And, see, I've got to get rid of this world that I've made because if we look around in our world today, it is corrupt. Everything that can be, a man can imagine in his heart, just like it said in Genesis 6, man is doing. Because the Word of God says in Genesis chapter number 6, He says man's heart was continuously evil. So that's what we see today. Man's heart, mankind's heart, is continuously evil. Anything goes. Everything goes. I have never seen so much violence and so much corruption and so much disturbance in, in, uh, in, in our universe, in this earth, and that I'm seeing today. It's, it literally blows my mind. You know, it just blows my mind. So let's go to St. Matthew chapter number 24. St. Matthew chapter number 24. Amen. St. Matthew chapter number 24. Now, for those people that think that they are going to be caught up in the air, okay, before all this takes place, well, I got, I got some news for you because the Bible does not say that. Amen. Amen. That's why he talks about, you know, you, you, you call out and you cry out to him. He said, we'll deliver you. Because, see, now we got this thing called what they're putting out. They call the rapture. Oh, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be raptured. I'm going to be caught up in there. And they get that from the book of Thessalonians, but they don't understand what God is saying there. Amen. So now what we don't understand is just it is so important that we be with God. Amen. It is so important that we live for the Lord. Amen. Because we're going to need his protection. So come Matthew chapter number 24. Here we are. Looking at verse number 29. Okay. Because we're showing now that, that some of these hidden mysteries that is coming for right before the coming of the Lord. Before God returns. Amen. Now looking at verse number 29. It says, what's that first word? Immediately after, after what? The tribulation. See, most people have, well, I'm not going through the tribulation. I'm going to be gone. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be what? Shaken. So all that's going to happen. It says immediately after the tribulation, after we go through the tribulation, then this is going to take place. So darkness is going to cover the earth, okay? Then verse 30 says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. They'll see God coming. I mean, immediately. You're going, see, you're going to be able to see him because see, everything is going to be done. I mean, it's a grand entrance. He's going to make a grand entrance is what he's going to do. Amen. He's going to make a grand entrance. Now, verse number 31 says, And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his what? Elect. So we want to make sure we're part of the elect. Amen. So the angels are going to gather uh, the elect from the four winds from the end of the heaven to the other. Now let's drop down to verse number 35, okay? Now verse number 35 says this. Heaven and earth shall pass away, right? Heaven and earth shall pass away. This world that we live in now, it is going to pass away. And it's going to pass away. Now, it says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So whatever God has written in the book, whatever he has expired his writers to write, God has said, and this is in red letters, God says, the heaven and earth is going to pass away. He said, but my word, it's going to stand forever. So God is letting us know that prior to 
his coming that this old earth is going to disappear and something else is going to be coming on, on, on point. Amen. Now, let's go. We're traveling, y'all. I'm going to try to slow down a little bit more, okay? Let's go to Second Peter. we New Testament. Second Peter, chapter number 3. Second Peter. I think that's where we want to go. Second Peter, chapter number 3. Amen. Because remember now, in Matthew, it talks about heaven and earth will pass away. But it also talks about how God's word will not pass away. Amen. So whatever God has spoken, that's what's going to happen. Amen. You know, there's going to be that transition. There's going to be that transformation. We're going to, before we can see that, you know, it's amazing. People don't understand that before that can be a new heaven and a new earth, the old one got to go. That is just like um, uh, 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 when we become new creatures in Christ. He says, old things have passed away, and behold, all things are brand new. So that means that old man got to go in order for the new man to show up, right? So, therefore, it's the same thing with the same principle when we look at the Word of God here. Now, Second uh, Peter, chapter number 3, okay? We're building the case for the Lord, amen? Second Peter, chapter number 3. Are we there? I'm giving you time to get there, amen? Now, verse number 10, see, Second Peter... Chapter number 3, beginning at verse number 10. Are we there? Verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a what? Thief in the night. So we don't know when he's he going to come back. We have no clue when God's going to... See, that's going to be a, 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 a corporate gathering, but then there's an individual calling to come home. See, you, it, you know, it's like this. If, if you knew when the thief was going to break into your house, would you not be at home? If I know he was going to come in to break in my house, I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be there carrying some stuff. Amen. Because he, he, what he's doing is he, he's violating my, my, my property. Amen. So now it talks about how the Lord, he's going to come as a thief in the night. And then watch this. And the which the heavens shall do what? Pass away. With a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be what? Burned up. You remember he told them there, he put that rainbow, you know, we get so excited about the rainbow after it rains and stuff. Well, see, there's a reason why that rainbow is there. God is letting us know he's not going to destroy the earth again with a flood. He's going to send the fire the next time. Amen. So this world here is going to be burned up. Okay. So, so it, 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 sometimes now we think the rainbow is so just beauty. It's just about beauty. But it is a covenant that God has made with mankind and with earth, with creation. It's a covenant. So now let's continue. It's going to be burned up, right? That's what the Word of God says. Now, verse number 11 saying, says this. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. But what are all these things? He's talking about the heavens and he was talking about the earth, okay? And all the works therein. He says, Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be? And all holy conversation and godliness. Being that we know this is going to happen, God says, well, what, what, what type of person should we be? Being he is laughing on record what he's going to do before he shows up. So he's telling us now our lifestyle has to be conducive and, and our godliness so when he comes back, we can, we can be with the elect. Amen. So it's not no time to play around, amen, because we don't never know when God is coming, amen. Now, then he goes on to say in verse number 12, he says, looking for and hastening unto the what? Coming of the day of God. We should be glad and can't hardly wait for Christ to come back, amen, because he says, uh, and, and looking and hastening, in other words, we want to hurry up and come. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I'm like, oh God, please come. Hurry up and come, amen. Come on, God, you know, come on, you know. Don't delay your coming. But you know, he's such a, a gracious God that he, he's, his word says, it's not his will that none should perish, but that all should come into repentance. 
And so, see, he's a long-suffering guy. Now, some of us, some of us will say, push the button, God, push it now. You know, you know all we're thinking about is us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, but, but God is good. God is a God that's long-suffering. He's caring, and, and, and he puts up with our mess, and he puts up with our stuff, you know, in hopes that we will get it right. Amen. Because he knows what's coming. He knows what's going to happen before the second coming of Christ. Okay. Now, verse number 13 says, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, we look for what? A new heavens and a new earth. Hmm. New heavens with an S and a new earth wherein dwelleth what? Righteousness. So this new heaven and this new earth it's only going to be designed for righteousness, okay? Now, let's flip back to Isaiah chapter number 65. Isaiah 65. Give us a time to get there. Isaiah chapter number 65. Amen. We're talking about hidden mysteries of the end time. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 65. Amen. I'm going to read one verse from there because we talked about the new heavens uh, and the new earth and how we need to look forward to it, you know. Uh, now, in Isaiah chapter number 65, are we there? Verse number 17 says, For behold, I do what? Create. In order something that's created, I mean it wasn't there before. Okay? He says, For behold, I create new heavens and a what? New earth. And the what? Former shall not be what remembered, nor come into mind. Now, I'm getting ready to bust something else from that particular scripture there in verse number 17. We're going to read it again. Amen. 17 says, Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former, that means the old earth, okay, and all his inhabitants therein. Okay? And the former shall be shall not be remembered. Nor will it even come to mind. Now all of us talking about, oh, when I get to heaven, I'm gonna meet mama and I'm gonna meet daddy and I'm gonna meet grandma. But baby, the word of God says the former you it won't even be remembered. That will be the first thing from your mind. Amen. That's what the word can, can we go on again? So in case somebody out there in the airway did not hear what God said. See, if you don't get it right here, you can't get it right after the fact. Amen. He says now, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former, the former what? The former heavens and earth shall not be remembered, nor will it even come to mind. So whatever is messed up, we've got to get it right before that great and terrible day. Amen. According to the Word of God. See, we, we play around too much. We, we, we dance in the tulips too much. You know, we, we, we play, what is it, the little rabbit? The rabbit runs and he, he runs and he, he's ahead of the game and, and he's out there messing around and not realizing after a while the little slow turtle stay on track. He might be slow, but he's focused. And he keeps moving till he crosses the, the, the finish line. See, you, we can't dip in there. We've got to remember, we've got to get it right here. So if we've got some situations going on in our life, we've got to get it right here. And don't even think, okay, I'm gonna, when I get to heaven, I'm going to see Mama, and I'm gonna, but Mama may not be there, or you may not be there. Amen. It's a day I'll be remembered. Amen. So we got, and that's a sad thing. That busts a lot of folks' bubble. Amen. Amen. Because see, that's why memories are wonderful. That's why we have to treasure things now. Because afterwards, those things are not going to be remembered anymore according to the Word of God. See, we don't want to accept what the Word says. We want to believe all this, this craziness that man has told us that was not in the book. Amen? Amen, it's not in the book. Now, let's go to Revelations chapter number 20. Revelations, last book of the Bible. Revelations chapter number 20. Revelations chapter number 20. Revelations chapter number 20. Yeah. Okay. 
Are we there? Last book of the Bible. Revelation chapter number 20. We're going to read verse number 11. Verse 11 says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the what? The earth and the heaven. What did it do? Fled away, and there was found no place for what? Them. So in the face of God, it, it, it talks about how the heaven and the earth, it fled. And it says there was no more place for them. Okay? Now, let's go. Let's look at it in the next chapter in Genesis chapter number 21. Genesis chapter number 21. We almost, we're almost done. Amen. Genesis chapter number 21. All right. Remember that we're talking about the hidden mysteries of the end time. God has already revealed to us how things are going to be, how things are going to dissolve, how the heavens and the earth is going to dissolve, how darkness is going to come upon the earth before His second coming. Now, watch verse number uh, one in chapter number twenty-one in the book of Revelations. Okay. Now, Revelations chapter number twenty-one. Revelations chapter number twenty-one. Revelations chapter number 21. We read, we read uh, uh, verse number 11 out of Revelations chapter number 20. And it talked about how the earth and the heaven fled from the face of the Lord and it was not found anymore. Now we're going to go to Revelations chapter number 21, beginning at verse number 1. This is, this is another mystery here. That, that, that When I saw this, I'm like, wow, God, this, this is very interesting. Now verse 21 says, And I saw a what? New, a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth was what? Passed away. So this, this earth that we're living in now, it was passed away, okay? He's talking about he saw a new heaven and a new earth, and this particular earth here, heaven and earth here, it was the first was passed away. Now, but watch this. And then it says, and there was no more what? There was no more what? See. He created a new heaven and a new earth. But there was no more sea. There was no more water. Think about it. He created a new heaven and a new earth. The old one was passed away, and then he says, and there was no more sea. And I looked at that, and I said, wait a minute, God. Now, keep your place in Revelations. Let's go back to Genesis chapter number 1. He talks about there was no more sea, right? No more sea. No more sea. Let's see. No more sea. All right, let's look at verse number 9 in Genesis chapter number 1. Keep your hand now in Revelation chapter 21 because we're coming back there, okay? All right, now, he says there's no more sea. Now, in the beginning, you know, after, after with Adam and Eve, before they were created, and he began to call everything into existence. Now, looking at verse number 9, it says, And God said, Let the waters... Under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he what? Seas. And God saw that it was good. But in Revelation chapter number 21, it says there was not going to be any more seas. There won't be any more water. And I said, wait a minute, God. Now, the water is needed for the body. See, we were made from the dust of the earth, right? Yeah, coming from the ground, we were made. Now, when I, I took the liberty to define it. I said, okay, God. But it says the water, water, the body, excuse me, the body is made up of 60% water, right? The body, human body, is made up of 60% water, okay? Now, also, the earth is made up of 71% of the body. Now, I, 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 I said, God, wait a minute. Whoa. Well, if there's not going to be any more sea and our body needs water, that's why a lot of times our bodies crave for water. 
You know, sometimes when you hadn't drank water in a long time, you start drinking water, it begins to crave for it. That's because the body is made up of 60% water. Amen. We were made from the dust of the ground, okay? So we're made up from that water, the 60% of water. Now, water is needed for in our bodies. Now, I want to, to bring this forth. Why we need water in our bodies? First of all, water forms saliva, okay? The next thing, it keeps our membranes moist. Then it allows our body cells to grow and reproduce. But remember Revelation chapter 21 said there ain't going to be no more water. No more seeds now, okay? Then it says, um, if water flushes out waste, uh, it lubricates our joints. It's needed for the brain to, to, um, to manufacture uh, hormones and uh, 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 neurotransmitters. Uh, it is needed to convert, uh, convert food for our survival, okay? And it also, water also delivers oxygens all over our body. Now, if water does all that, then why is it in Revelation chapter number 21, when he creates the new heaven and the new earth, there won't be no more sea, there won't be no more water. That's because we're going to be transformed. We'll, have, we'll be totally spirit then. See, see the, the whole new heaven and new earth, it has to be established, the word of God says, with righteousness. So if it's going to be established with righteousness, and the Bible says, flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom. This won't go. This, here, this is not going to go. It's, it's going to be spirit, okay? We will have no need for, for this old fleshly body because we will have no need for that word because we're going to be a, a brand new individual. I mean, we're, uh, different. we're going to be spirit. Uh, in, in the book of, in the gospel, it talks about how uh, uh, the angels, we will be like the angels. And, uh, so when it says we're going to be like the angels, well, angels are spirits. So that's how we're going to be, okay? So in this new heaven and new earth, we're going to be totally different. That's why things won't be remembered no more. You know, you won't see Sister Sue and Brother John and all them folks. It, it won't be. And then it goes on to say, he said, no more sea. And I thought that was so awesome, so awesome. Now, uh, let's go on to uh, look at, uh, let's see. Let's start reading verse 12 in, in, in uh, Revelation chapter 20. Going, dropping to, going back to verse chapter 20, verse number 12. Now, he talks about that white throne judgment, okay? Now, looking at verse number 12, it says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened. Isn't that interesting? First, there are books, our lives. See, there are recording angels of everything that we do is being recorded. Amen. Every action that we have is being recorded. We've got angels that stand before God that's really been assigned to us. He says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. We want to make sure that whatever is going to be recorded in those books, that when that final book is there, that our name is written in the book of life. Amen. Because that's a determination where we're going to end up at. Amen. It's a determination. Okay. Now, uh, going on, it says, And the dead was judged out of those things which were written in the what? Books. According to what? Their works. Wow. So we're going to be judged according to the word of God for what's written in the books. So we want to make sure whatever's written in those books, we get it right before that, 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 uh, uh, the writing or the reading of what's being written in those books. Amen. Because we're going to be judged by it. So we can't, uh, see, this, this is another thing I, I, I have a problem with. You know, folks say, well, you know, I'm not going to go to that church and I'm not going to do this because them folk are not right over there. And listen, God is not judging you by somebody else's activity. God is judging us all individually about with our own activity. Amen. So we won't be able to stand before God and say, well, I didn't do that. And I didn't go because them folk wasn't right. They weren't living right. They didn't know nothing about God. No, that won't happen up there. Because what's going to happen is God's going to pull your book. 
He's going to pull my book and see what's written in that book. And that's what I'm going to be judged by. That's what you're going to be judged by. Amen. So, so we got to get that, we got to get that right. So too many of us tell lies, uh, for, for the reason why we don't do what we're supposed to do. Can I say that again? Too many of the, uh, of the body of Christ and those that's not a part of the body of Christ tell lies. Amen. We're saying why they don't do what they're supposed to do when it's written in the book. Amen. You can't do that. See, one, another thing someone said to me, they said, well, you know, I don't, I don't know what the Bible says and I don't understand. Well, let me tell you what the book says, what the Bible says. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. A workman rightly dividing the word of God. So in other words, God said, listen, I left it on record. And you know what? And, he, and now that man has, even though man has simplified it and messed it up, there's no, there's no way we cannot understand what God's word is saying. So you can't say, well, the preacher didn't tell me that. God ain't going to hear that. Because he's not already said, study to show yourself approved. Not somebody else. You got to study the book. Amen. We, can, we can't take that before God and, and, and think that he's going to accept that. Because we're going to be judged according to the word of God from the books. Amen. With the S. Amen. According to their what? Works. Whatever we did. Amen. We're going to be judged by it now. Verse 13 says, And the sea gave up the dead which was in it. Now this is before Revelation 21. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Mm. And they were judged every man according to their words. It doesn't matter how you die, whether it's an airplane crash, whether you went down in the, in the river, in the sea, by the boat, whatever. Even if you went to hell, God said, you're coming up. <laughs> you're going to come up from every direction, you know, and you're going to stand before the, the, the great white throne judgment, okay? And then he talks about 14. He says, watch this. And death and hell was where? Cast into where? The lake of fire. Some must think, well, hell is it. No, hell is not it. Because hell and death are going to be cast into the lake of fire. That's what the books say. It's going to be cast into the lake of fire. And then the last verse, it says, this is the second death. This is the second death. Lord have mercy. Help us, Jesus. Mm. And verse 15 says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Mm. Whoever's not, whoever's name is not written, you know. In the book of life, they're going to be cast down there with the devil. Because that's where the devil and his angels are going. They're going into the lake of fire too. So we're going to be down there with them little cronies. It's bad that, you know, he, he tormented us the whole time we're on earth. And then turn around, we got to spend eternity with him. I mean, that is crazy. But see, there is so much here in the word of God that we miss. Before Christ comes back and before that new earth, uh, new heaven and new earth is created, this whole earth we reside in now, it's going to be burned up. It's going to be totally gone. Totally gone. Totally. And then we're going to be in a place just like Eden. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. Oh. Flip over to, to Revelation chapter number 22. Revelation chapter number 22. Revelation chapter number 22. Verse number 1. It says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. See, this, this, this river now that's coming forth is coming from the throne. It's not like what we normally see that, that was in the very beginning. Now, verse 2 says, In the midst of the tree of it, and on either side of the river, were there the tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree was for the healing of the nations. Now, here's something else that's interesting. You remember in the Garden of Eden, there was two trees, right? There was the tree of life, and that was the tree of good and evil, right? Now, in Revelation chapter number 22, what's missing? What's, 
That, that's exactly right, which was representative of Satan. See, he won't be there. He, he can't trick no more. Huh? He won't be able to trick us no more because he won't be there. See, the temptation won't be there because, see, in the, in the, with the first uh, uh, Garden of Eden, he was there. Lucifer was there. See, now he in hell. He the lake of fire. So he's at his end point for a moment, you know. But the thing is, he can't trick us anymore. And so, lo and behold, now Christ, the tree of life, represents Jesus Christ. Satan is not there anymore. Then verse number 3 says, And there shall be no more what? Curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Watch verse number 5, and we're about to close. Verse 5 says, And there shall be no night there. Wow. See, he done done away with all that. Yeah, he's, there's going to be no light there now. Now, not the, the, the light that we know, the natural light, the sun and the moon. There won't be that kind there anymore. There should be no more night there, and they need no candle. We won't have to have no candles. We won't have to have no more do power and all that stuff. Neither light of the sun. That's not, that will not be needed. And they shall ring forever and forever. And he said unto me, these sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servant the things which must shortly be done. Now, here's another mystery. Drop down to verse number 8. Here's another mystery. Verse number 8, same chapter in Revelation 22. Verse number 8 says, And I, John, saw these things and heard them, and when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel. Now, he's getting ready to worship the angel, which showed me these things. Now, watch verse number 9. Then said he unto me, now the angel's talking, See thou do it not, for I am thy what? Fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets. In other words, that shows the transition that uh, being at, from going from, from the regular man, the prophet, to an angel. Because see, now that angel now is on assignment. Okay? See, we don't know where our next assignment is going to be. Because see, here it is. This angel now, he's bringing, he's showing John all these things that's going to happen. And now John is so excited, he's so happy, he wants to worship him. But he tells him, he said, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, 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 don't do that. He said, I'm thy fellow servant and of, O-F, of thy brethren, the prophets. So I'm wondering, who is he among the prophets? See, but he's now in his other state. He, he's an angel. He's not the man. He has ascended to the next level. See, that's why there are other worlds that we, when we ascend to our new level, we're going to be able to operate in. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Woo, hallelujah. I mean, that's a whole lot to swallow, ain't it? I mean, that's just beautiful. That's just beautiful. I mean, just to know that, that, that we're we going to change up and we got a new assignment. <laughs> I, you know, I can't imagine what my next assignment going to be. You know, here it is, a, a, a fellow brethren of the prophets. Now he's in his new, new, new form, his spirit. He's an angel. Because the Bible did say we will be like the angels. You know, so now he's on assignment. I'm like, oh, another time zone maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but all I know, I, 